howdy, Who to Thunker. This is the host of the Who to Thunker podcast, Zeb, coming at you with episode 175 of the Who to Thunker podcast, titled Stomp the Invader. And for this episode, we're going to be going over a uh, public, I guess you'd call it public, not health crisis, but a public menace, something that needs to be stopped, the invader. Before we get into that, we're going to do the recommendation segment, where I recommend to you, the Who to Thunker, a, um, you know, something you should check out, something I've checked out myself, something I'm interested in, something I will be checking out. This week's recommendation segment is not connected to the main event, the Stomp the Invader. It's not connected to that, something completely different. This week, I recommend you have what my happiness professor, Jim James Laux, called a slow dinner slow eating. That's right. I had a happiness class in college taught by a soon to retire professor who really wanted to do a class on happiness. You got 10% of your grade by coming to class every day and smiling as you walked in. Not joking. I said soon to be soon to retire. He did retire right after that semester that I had his happiness class, happiness 101. It sounds like a blow off class, something you do just to get an easy A and it kind of was, but also, like when it comes to getting a good grade, it was one of the easiest to do. Just act, you know, you didn't just sort of care, show up. Um, it was some of the easiest tests or whatever. It was so easy. But I also will never forget it. So how some people might consider a blow off class, not really good college. And yes, when I consider the fact that you're paying <laughs> like minimum three thousand dollars. <laughs> a credit to take it. So it would have been like, what, $3,000? Yeah, $1,000 a credit, $3,000. Maybe that's a little different. But at the time, you're just a hopeful college kid. So and the fact that I remembered it and got a lot of life lessons out of it, I don't regret it. One of my fellow students in that class was an elderly man who came every day and engaged in many discussions. He was super engaged. And you're thinking, you know, Um, why would an elderly man want to take college courses? He's definitely retired. I asked my grandpa at the time and my grandpa, who's now since passed on, Papa, he told me, well, a lot of colleges do offer for people over the age of 65 free courses. Just come discuss, you know, and I was like, that's pretty cool. That's what I would love to do in retirement. So he thought, you know, that's probably what this elderly man, Bob was doing. And we all liked him from the pretty, the preppy smart girls to the Neanderthal frat boys, such as myself. We loved Bob. Bob was so cool. On the last day of class, Bob didn't show up for the final. And Professor Laux told us that Bob was admitted to hospice. He had terminal cancer. I can't remember what kind, but he loved every minute spending time with us in that class. Bob bought us t-shirts that said, remember to be happy. It's your duty to be happy with a big smiley face on it. Professor Laux handed out the t-shirts with tears in his eyes that day. Bob passed away a week after finals. Um, so, yeah, I'll never forget Bob. He's a great dude. And he chose to spend his last moments on this earth with me and my fellow students, learning how to be happy and doing his best to make us happy, make other people happy. So it's a good it's a good memory, um, although albeit a sad one. Anyway, I digress. The slow dinner, the slow eating that I learned about in that class sounds kind of simple, but what it is, is first of all, pick someone you care about, pick someone you like spending time with, or maybe want to spend more time with, with that person, you go to a market, the more local, the better local farmers market, something pick that go there with that person or people that you chose to do this with, buy the ingredients, talk about it, smell the ingredients, talk to the vendor, um, and buy everything you need for a good home cooked meal. 
Enjoy while you are buying them. It's fun to, to do that. Bring it home. Bring those ingredients home together. Prepare the food together. Take your time. Don't cut corners in the, in the uh, recipe. Uh, discuss it together. Don't have one person watch TV while the other person makes the dinner. Have someone set the table. Candles, silverware, glasses, all the bells and whistles that makes a good dinner look fancy, fun. Savor every bite of that food and every moment with that person. No phones, no screens, just human connection over food and enjoying a meal. Sounds simple, but when is the last time you can say you did that? When's the last time you can say you went out, bought all the ingredients, you cooked together, you set the table, you ate it together, and not one of you looked at a phone, a TV, a screen, you know, no radio on, maybe, maybe a record, maybe, maybe a jazz record or something on, uh, but no screens, minimal distraction, just you and the other person enjoying a meal. Sounds pretty simple. It's like, how's this a recommendation segment? But like I said, we rarely do that. I almost never do that. I eat in front of the TV. My wife usually makes dinner. And we don't do that ever. Hardly ever. So, yeah, I recommend you do that. You get a lot out of it. Now, that's my recommendation. Slow dinner, slow eating, slow dining. Do it. It's, uh, it was one of the assignments from that happiness class. Now for the main event. I live in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, technically not a state, it's a Commonwealth, commonly referred to as PA because Pennsylvania is a mouthful. In the past couple years, PA has been invaded by a destructive insect species, commonly referred to as the Spotted Lanternfly, or SLF, how I abbreviated on the blog. I first encountered them in the Lancaster area in the southeastern part of the state a few years ago. Sort of, if you have no idea about Pennsylvania, you know, it's, it's a rectangle. Philly's on the eastern side, and Lancaster's kind of close to Philly on the Philly side of things. They were relatively rare out there, but my mom, daughter to dedicated PA Forester, was quick to inform me that they were invasive and should be destroyed immediately. Kill those bugs, my mom would say. My grandfather, grandfather, my mom's dad, Patrick, lovingly referred to as Papa, dedicated his entire life, as professional and otherwise, to advocating advocating the importance of our forests. And even though he passed away years ago, his ideals permeated virtually every member of his extended family. So when my mom told me it was a big deal to try and stop the spread of the spotter and lanternfly due to agricultural and uh, forestry reasons, I shrugged it off as something my mom was perhaps overly concerned about. I was wrong. These things are a big deal and we should try to stop them. The spotter and lanternfly is an invasive insect it's native to China, India, and Vietnam, but was first found here in PA in 2014. It feeds on many trees, including fruit, ornamental, and woody ones. They move around easily through the movement of materials or uh, as egg masses. As it feeds, it sucks sap and excretes honeydew, which can build up and become a uh, yeah, build up and become a growth area for sooty mold. Sooty mold is not good. Doesn't hurt us people, but it is horrible to trees. Spotter and lantern flies damages trees, and but rarely kills them. Uh, but it does damage trees and damage agriculture. In addition to the impact on our tree canopy, it also has the potential to devastate our economy if not contained. It's estimated the state could lose $324 million annually from the forestry industry. That's a lot of money. Just for PA, just for Podunk, Pennsylvania. The scientific name of this uh, insect is Lycorma delicatula. The pest category is invasive and agricultural pest. 
And if something is labeled invasive or, or a pest, there's no protection at all. Kill it. Um, just to give an example, I think the coyote is labeled as some form of pest. And that's why, as opposed to, you know, white-tailed deer and bear and elk and stuff like that, you can hunt a coyote 24-7, 365 because it's labeled a pest and we're never going to get rid of them. Spotted lanternflies do not bite or sting, so they're not going to hurt you. They feed exclusively on plants outdoors and can only survive for about 48 hours without feeding on a plant. They can be a nuisance because of their sheer numbers. Now, I remember last year seeing a few on my side of the state, the western side near Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and opposite, opposite sides of the state. Uh, they're basically like two completely different cultures, but they're in the same state. And so when I saw it in Lancaster, I saw a couple. And then in, over here in Pittsburgh, I saw very few just last year. Well, it really is spreading, uh, but the issue probably won't get out of hand. That's what I thought. This summer um, has proven that I was very wrong. <laughs> it, it has gotten out of hand. I've seen thousands, and that is just me, a guy who walks around his neighborhood. The statistics aren't finalized yet, but the predictive numbers are starting to show like 224 million loss in agriculture and more. We don't even know. That's the thing. It's hard to predict what such a big wrench in the machine can do. Western PA is getting hit the worst. These things are everywhere, and it's, it's impossible to miss them. They like infrastructure. They're not like – so. Let's say there was an insect that only was in deep forested areas that's invasive and it's a problem. People really probably wouldn't notice it because not many people go deep into forest. These things are not like that. They like infrastructure. They like bridges. They like, you know, signs and guardrails. So people, and they, they have no problem going to parking lots, you know, flying around your grocery store. So people see them everywhere. Now there are four stages of the spotter and lantern fly. And I knew about three of these. I did not know about the first one, the egg mass. That's from October to June, you'll see these. You can find egg masses on trees, stones, cars, patios, furniture, really anywhere. The masses are one inch long and are covered in a white substance that dries over time, looking like mud blending into things like trees. That is a big one. October is, I'm recording this on September 12th, 2023, about to release it on the 13th of September. This is when, this is one of the big things because this is how they spread the most. They put an egg mass on your car or, you know, uh, the traveling big trucks. And one of the things I'm going to ask you, the thunkers, if you're traveling interstate, if you're traveling over, you know, long distances, check your car. Don't, I don't, ex you know, <laughs> I don't expect you to go every nook and cranny, but the outside of your car, make sure you don't have like a little one inch splot of mud somewhere. And if it, it does look like mud, scrape that off and stomp the crap out of it. There's an official way to get rid of those egg masses, and it sounds kind of uh, intricate. You have to get like a little baggie. You scrape it off into the baggie. Then you put um, like rubbing alcohol into the baggie and shake it. You j just smush them. <laughs> it is kind of gross. So if you don't like doing those gross things, find a friend who does, and make sure you don't take it back with you. Um, we'll, get a, we'll get into that, but that's how these things are spreading, just driving. It's probably more so the big tractor trailer trucks, but why, you know, you don't want to help their spread. The early stages, that's from May to June, after they hatch, nymphs are very tiny and grow to about one quarter inch. They have black bodies with white spots. They're excellent jumpers. I mean, these, these are the tiny ones. They'll jump all over the place. So that's in, you know, late spring, early summer. Then the late stage nymph, that's July to September. And 
it's very when you see pictures of these things it's very easy to tell the difference they don't look like any other bug you've seen as late stage nymphs spotter lantern flies flies get bright red spots in addition to the white spots so they're bright red with the white spots now and they grow to about a, a half of an inch they're about doubled in size from the early stage and then what i'm seeing right now and what we are seeing uh, is the adult from july to december with egg laying beginning in september so right now they're starting to lay eggs and the adults are the ones that they're iconic looking these really do look nothing like you've ever seen adult spotter lantern flies are about one inch long can't miss them about the size of a bottle cap their wings are red closest to their bodies with a tan wing and black spots on the outside so you only see the red usually if they're fanning their wings they like to jump and glide okay so they jump all over the place now i'm talking you know this is it, it's destructive and all this stuff but like i said they pose zero direct harm to humans zero and they they do jump and glide and if you're in a place like I, I live near a bridge, a, a dam, and a lock and dam. And like I said, they love infrastructure. So they're all over the dam, the metal and stuff. And if I go down there, they might fall on me, but they're not going to bite me. So it's okay. If you find egg masses, um, I have a video on the blog that shows you how to identify, remove, and destroy them. That's that intricate way. But you can also just smush them. Um, and sometimes the agricultural places, especially states that don't have them, um, like I have a map on the blog as well, but like, let's say you're in North Carolina, North Carolina hasn't been hit by them yet, but they will be very soon. They're expecting. So if you see them, those agri those states might ask that you collect them as samples and send them in so they can say, oh, have they mutated or anything like that? And they want you to report them. Um, Pennsylvania has a specific one. If you find spotter lanterfly, please visit uh, the link I put in the blog or call 1-888-422-3359. Now, these things are not to be taken lightly. It's your duty as a citizen to get rid of these things or help as much as much as you can. It has become so normalized here in, in the Pittsburgh area to see thousands of the, them crawling on infrastructure such as bridges and guardrails, etc. When I go to the gym today, I guarantee I will see hundreds and we'll see them about a and we'll see about a dozen people stomping around the parking lot trying to kill them because the word is out stomp the invader it's not just me <laughs> i love environmental stuff like i said my grandfather he sort of got all my entire family even even uh, his in-laws like my dad and his side of the family to care about the environment that's just sort of how i grew up we don't litter we don't do stuff like that um there is now and i'm not i wouldn't consider myself a tree hugger but i do care about forestry and the environment now there is now merchandise about it. <laughs> I bought a shirt down at the Strip District of Pittsburgh last weekend that said 10 out of 10 would smash and shows an open winged adult spotter, spotted lanternfly cartoon thing. And I, <laughs> that day that I bought it, I wore it to a concert and I had four people take pictures of me with it. <laughs> they wanted to see the, the shirt. It was really cool. The coolest is the 11th Hour Brewing Company in Pittsburgh released a shandy beer. Shandy is usually beer mixed with like a lemonade type deal and their beer called stomp the invader and that's what i named the episode after because that's the probably the coolest line the coolest tagline you can use i can see why it's not on t-shirts because the beer 11th hour probably did some kind of copyright like no that's our name and even though i missed it um they did an educational walk for for that beer release they walked people around showed them what the lantern fly looks like showed how to get rid of them stuff like that so this is real this is happening pittsburgh is under siege I recently, recently had a friend come up to visit from Washington, D.C. area, uh, more specifically Fred, Fredericksburg, Virginia. 
and shout out to Panda. He came up and visited. We had a good time. He said he knew nothing about these things. He'd never heard of them uh, and, and made sense. When I looked at maps, they have not invaded his county, although they're very close. So it, it will be there soon. He was baffled when he saw the parking lot stompers heard the Best Buy guy compliment us for doing our duty, killing a dozen outside the store, and saw Spotter and, Lantern, Spotter and Lanternfly merch at the Strip District, such as the shirt that I bought. So he was like, what is happening? This is the thing. People compliment each other. <laughs> it's like doing your duty. Side note, apparently Panda should not have come to visit as uh, his home in Fredericksburg, Fredericksburg, Virginia is outside the Spotter and Lanternfly quarantine zone. Um, so technically he shouldn't have done that, And but we did check his... his uh, I checked his car to make sure there was no egg masses on there. If you see a spotter and lantern flyer, or it's imperative to immediately report it online or call the number I read earlier, especially if you are not inside the quarantine zone. Uh, what else? Kill it, squash it, smash it, just get rid of it. In the fall, these bugs will lay egg masses with 30 to 50 eggs each. They are called bad bugs for a reason. Don't let them take over. Uh, your county next. A quarantine and treatment order is in place to help prevent the spread of the spotter and lanternfly in Pennsylvania. Quarantine zones may be expanded to new areas if spotter and lanternfly detections are confirmed. The interactive spotter and lanternfly quarantine map provides information on whether your location is quarantined uh, for spotter and lanternfly. And I have that on the blog. I have the link and I have a um, an image screenshot of the map. Uh, I'd say about 85% of Pennsylvania has taken over. Um, it's in New York. It's in Maryland. It's in Virginia. It's in um, a bunch of those other states, Connecticut, New Jersey. New Jersey's completely taken over. So is Delaware. Um, and there are a couple counties in Michigan, um, North Carolina, West Virginia, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's all over the East Coast. The spotter and lanternfly causes serious damage, including oozing sap, wilting leaf curling, and die back in trees, vines, crops, and many other types of plants. In addition to plant damage, when spotter lanternflies feeds, they excrete a sugary substance called honeydew that encourages the growth of black sooty mold. This mold is harmless to people. However, it causes damage to plants. In counties infested in quarantine for spotter lanternfly, residents report hundreds of these bad bugs that affect their quality of life and ability to enjoy the outdoors during the spring and summer months. Spotter lanternflies will cover trees, swarm in the air, and their honey Honeydew can coat decks and play equipment. I have encountered this honeydew stuff. It sounds cool. Honeydew sounds delightful. It's not. It's gross. I thought it was vomit. I was at a park with my buddy Bobby, and we went to one of these trees that they love, the the tree of heaven. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. Um, and I saw just hundreds of them. I stomped. The ones I didn't get jumped and glided, scared the crap out of my buddy Bobby. And then I realized what I stomped in was this honeydew stuff. It's disgusting. It's goopy. It's gross. And it was definitely killing the tree. In addition, in addition to damaging trees and affecting quality of life, the spotted lanternfly is a huge threat to Pennsylvania agricultural industry. The economic impact could total in the hundreds of millions of dollars and hundreds of thousands of jobs for those in the grapes, apples, hops, and hardwood industries. That's right. I said hops. Beer is at stake here, people, but also grapes, wine, apple, we use apples for everything, and hardwood, that's lumber. The spotter lanternflies love the tree of heaven. These invasive little buggers love the tree of heaven for some reason. I don't know why. Perhaps the reason is because the tree of heaven is also invasive, uh, an invasive species to the United States. Um, let's talk about the tree a little bit. The scientific name, Ailanthus altissima. Oh, here's the... A land they yeah that even the pronunciation guide 
can't read it. Commonly known as the tree of heaven, the Ailanthus varnish tree, copal tree, sinking sumac, Chinese sumac, paradise tree, or in Chinese as tutun is a deciduous tree in the family Simarabukabaricae. Cool. It is native to northeastern, northeast and central China and Taiwan. So maybe this modern lanterfly prefer the tree of heaven because it reminds them of home sweet home. But they, whatever the reason, they flock to these things as well as infrastructure. So since the tree of heaven is invasive too, the PA Department of Agriculture suggests you kill those things too. Kill the tree. It does, they're not supposed to be there anyway. And um, yeah, kill the tree. Uh, chop it down. Swipe it with insecticide, put an insecticide in the stump, all that good stuff. In order to stop the spread of the spotted lanternfly, just start killing those trees. Make sure it's the right kind of tree, though. So my final note to you, Huda Thunkers, while I do try not to kill any insect for no good reason, these things need to die. Feel free to let out your inner hatred on these things and kill them with a quick and decisive stomp. Be warned, though. While they pose no direct threat to us, no biting or stinging or anything, they do tend to jump away and glide on their wings when you go to stomp on them. So stomp quickly. Also, I could totally see someone trying to get one of these agile little buggers and wander into oncoming traffic. So beware of your surroundings while doing your duty as a citizen by mercilessly stomping the life out of these things. It happens. You go to stomp one, it jumps, and you're like, you little sucker, get over here. And it, you get determined to kill it. Just make sure you're not wandering into traffic. I tell my wife, Shannon, that I feel bad. You know, it isn't their fault. They're, they aren't malicious little devils. They're insects. They were brought here by us humans. But because, you know, it doesn't change the fact that they must die. So sometimes I kill them and go, sorry, and I kill them. <laughs> and apparently our human intervention has helped slow their spread and decimation of local plant life. So keep it up, Huda Thunkers. Get out there and kill some lanternflies. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Huda Thunkers, until next week. Thank you.